0: Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. Uh, I'm a dividend investor, and I'd like to have your opinion on New Residential Invest Corp, NRC.
1: I think this is um, NRZ.
0: And provides unbiased answers.
1: Unfortunately, you might think it's undervalued, but it's not. This is a NRZ New Residential Investment,
0: Invest Talk over 32 million downloads and counting
1: yeah this is nate and i'm calling about stock waiter
2: wtrh
0: your participation makes it unique
2: 888
0: 99
2: this podcast is produced by kpp financial steve peasley president kpp financial independent thinking Shared success, and now today's podcast.
1: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. You know, I don't, I don't really have those feelings. I remember when I first came into business and working in New York, and I, I was there seven, eight years. And I remember, thank God it's Friday. I I, did, I do remember feeling that when I used to work for insurance companies, but. I haven't had those feelings for quite some time, but I, most people do. Thank goodness it's Friday. Welcome to Invest Talk, everybody. We're here every day, Monday through Friday, 4 to 5. We are moving through the summer pretty fast. There has been plenty of market volatility, and I'm going to expect more. I do expect more. I don't think it's going to calm down for a while. And it, it, we are coming up on a holiday, a couple weeks, two, three weeks away. So on today's program, I we state the same uh, mission statement that we've been living by for years, many many years: independent thinking and shared success. And of course, I, I that's my assurance I give you that we are going to give you only the facts, you know, and that we we use the same facts when we buy, decide to buy and sell things. And I'll answer any of your questions, any financial questions I, I that you have. And so this show is all about trying to help you. If we can help you, we will help you. It's as simple as that. Even if we don't manage your money, we still will help you. I'm Steve Peasley, and I encourage you to contact me with your financial investment questions. And the number is the same, 888-99-CHART. You can call and interact with me right now. You know, uh, during the live streaming program, it streams live, as I said, 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday. So the number is live, 888-992-4278. Uh, we'd like to get right to the questions. I don't like a huge intro, talk about this and that. So let's go ahead and get right to the questions. Jeffrey in El Paso. How you doing, Jeffrey?
0: Hi, good. How are you, Steve? Thanks
1: for uh, taking the time
3: to answer my
1: okay. question. Thank you. Appreciate the call. I do.
3: Go ahead. Hi, uh, yes. uh, so- uh, I was wondering if I could get your thoughts on uh, Organon, ticker OGN, Oscar, Golf, November. It's a uh, generic drug and women's health company spinoff from uh, from Merck. I kind of have it on my watch list as a deep value play. Hoping to get your take on it.
1: I- I'm going to agree with you on the value of the stock. Uh, it, it, and As he said, it's a spinoff. So it's a company that spun off from a bigger company. So it's fairly new. Well, it's not New, new because it's not an IPO, it's a spinoff. So this division, uh, was it Merck? I think it was Merck, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So this division of Merck was making money, doing very well, and they spun it off to a separate company. It manufactures generic drugs for the betterment of women's health and condition women face throughout their lives. So it's a company that is narrowly focused on women's health. Okay. Doesn't matter where they're focused, it's a matter of how much money they make. And they're gonna make a lot of money. Two thousand twenty one, they're gonna make five dollars and ninety-three cents, and then two thousand twenty two, five dollars and ninety-two cents. Sales growth has been, you know, just okay. Been kind of flattish. Uh they pay a three point four percent dividend. So if you're gonna make five dollars and ninety two cents, almost six dollars a share, what kind of PE should that get? Well, right now it's only getting a five, five and a half PE. Return of equity is high at 36%. Cash flow is $9.55. So I kind of like it uh, because of its fundamentally strong position. So yeah, I, I think it's a good one to have on your watch list. If you get a, you know, let's see, where is it now? Uh okay. If it gets, if it bounces back down, which is very possible, back to the thirty dollar mark, 30, 31 thirty one, I'd be a buyer. It's at thirty-three twenty-two now. Okay? Appreciate the call. Good, good stock. Let's go to James in Sonoma. James, how are we doing today, Steve? I'm
2: uh, looking to call on uh, CFG at uh, Citizens Financial Group.
0: Um, I believe I don't remember if it was you or Justin that mentioned they were uh, they like the regional bank uh, space.
2: I this mentioned is a regional that regional
0: bank, and it's it, it's also buying a another regional bank. Um, it's got a good dividend, although they haven't raised it in the past. I think five quarters a little strange. I was wondering if you could tell me why that. What you,
2: what do you think of this one in particular?
1: Okay, the Citizens Financial Group, holding company for Citizens Bank, with eleven hundred branches in the New uh, Northeast, uh, Mid Atlantic, and Midwest regions. And I do like the regional banks. I like the regional banks better than I have national banks, mostly because most of them have good value, and they are targets for acquisition of course this one is acquiring another one that's <laughs> all so, yeah um, to acquire investors uh, investors bank corp a holding company for the investors bank of new jersey for 0.297 shares um, and a $1.46 in cash per share see <laughs> uh, they're going to make $5.12 this year but next year they're going to make $4.25 might because of might be because of acquisition costs That might be why. Pays a 3.7% dividend. And it's a $42 stock, so it's around a 10 PE, 10 PE, which is pretty reasonable, about a middle of its range. Um, Return equity is only 7%. That's kind of low. And sales growth has been shrinking. Maybe that's why they acquired a company to try to boost some sales growth. Does the other company that they're buying have sales growth? I would look at that. Are they buying it because that's a... You know that's another way to grow is to acquire another company. But I'm curious: is the company being acquired, uh, BankCorp, are they growing? And their earnings are positive. Are they growing? But now it's a good value play. I can say that. Thanks for the call, James. Appreciate it. We focus our focus point. My focus point today concerns an analyst says China's crackdown not likely to force U.S. investors out of their markets. So you know we are in big big competition with China. I'm talking about economically, big huge competition with them, Uh, and we've been ignoring it for years and years and years and years. We've been actually helping them to. We've been giving them advantages for years and years and years and years. Now their economy is 14 15 trillion, ours is 21 22 trillion, and the next closest one is five or six trillion. I think that's Germany. So. Think about that. So we are intertwined with China. It's going to be very difficult to to not be intertwined with China. Uh, They don't want to ignore us as the largest market in the world, and we don't want to ignore them as a manufacturing powerhouse. So the question is, should we be investing? what, What avenues do we take to invest in China, if we should? That's going to be our talking point today. Okay. Other topics I would like to discuss, if we can get to, what are other countries' 10-year bond yield besides ours? Now, ours is at 1.27% per year for 10-year bond. What about other countries? What are some of the major bond 10-year bond yields for other companies, countries? I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about the reasons why we should have a correction, not that we have to have a correction, but reasons why we should or could, and then you can decide whether they're valid or not, okay? And which company do you think is bigger in sales, Walmart or Amazon? Walmart, Amazon. And I will remind you that Amazon is getting bigger and bigger and bigger in the space that Amazon Dominates. So, what do you think? is bigger. We're talking about in sales. Who has the most sales? Anyways, that's what we're going to talk about. Of course, you come first. What you want to discuss is more important than what I want to discuss. What the market do was up today: two hundred twenty-five for the Dow, one hundred seventy-three for the Nasdaq, and thirty-six for the S and P. So, it's it's bumping up and trying to break through. Uh, Old highs, and in some cases it is, and we're doing back and filling. Ah, Yeah, I'm a little concerned that we we are pretty much at extreme values. The earnings for this quarter were very good. Okay, so you would hope that that would be the catalyst to drive the market higher, and it kind of is, but not with any gusto. Kind of with a, lots of volatility up and down. So we're, we'll talk about that more during the hour, hopefully. We're headed into a very quick break, very quick. But I'm here, ready to take your questions. 888 chart.
0: Summer's moving fast, and you can't afford to lose focus. So have your finance and investment questions ready and call Steve Peasley now. Invest 888-99-CHART. Yeah, this is Nate, and I'm calling about the stock
2: waiter, WTRH. It's had quite a tumble lately, and I don't know what the future of this business model will be, if it'll be successful or not, but with such a drop in the price, if it has any chance... doing well it seems like now
1: would be a good time to get in Your thoughts okay let's look at waiter holdings inc provides online uh, food ordering and delivery services in the southwest uh, southeastern united states so it's one of those food delivery places um i don't really care for it, it doesn't make any money uh, i don't like companies that don't make money it's going to lose 14 cents a share this year It made $0.15 a share last year, the first time ever, but now this year it's going to lose $0.14. Well, why did it make $0.15 last year? Because of COVID. Well, now we're going back to normal. It's not doing as well. Sales shrank 19% in the most recent quarter. So I I don't care for it because of that. It has a a goodly amount of debt, not unmanageable, but pretty hefty. Management owns 13% of the company, which is good. Return on equity is very high at 36%, which is very good. So there's positives to it, but I'd expect it to continue to fall. You know, it's $1.14 a share. You know, sales growth has to be in the double digits at the very minimum, maybe triple digits, to make this really take off. And I don't see that happening. It's not happening. It's just not. So I wouldn't be a buyer of it, and I wouldn't hold it if I owned it. And that's waiter, WTRH, is the symbol. My focus point today concerns a story. An analyst says that China's crackdown not likely to force U.S. investors out of the market, out of its market, Chinese market we're talking about. And I, I would agree with that. I, I, it's hard to see that. There would be have to be some pretty, pretty dramatic events that do that. If that happened, We're talking about a worldwide stock market crash, a dramatic event I'm talking about. If that would happen, a dramatic event would have to be something very, you know, we're fighting uh, bombs dropping on some place, total diplomatic break off between the two countries, uh, something dramatic like that. Uh, I don't see that happening uh, I, I can't see that happening at any times at all, because we're the two largest economies in the world, and I just we, we need to have some kind of dialogue with them, and they have to, they need it, we need it with them, and they need it with us. It's it they need us more than we need them, but they're a communist country. They can decide whatever they want to. You know, they, they don't they don't have to answer to their people. Yeah, you know, they don't. So, whereas here in the United States, the president does have to answer to the citizenry. So, we'll talk about that. We'll see how that goes. Um, Just not sure. Um, Do we want to talk about the focus point now? No, I don't have enough time. I'll have to take a quick break, and then maybe we can pick it up afterwards. You're listening to Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. And for investors, the need to remain vigilant, of course, never ceases. That's your job. It's your job to look over your money, to watch your money. Even if you hire someone like me, you still need to watch your own money. You need to watch the person who's watching your money. So, give me a call with any questions. 888-99-CHART.
0: The stock market is volatile. It's constantly changing. So how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced, or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief risk-alized quiz. I first thank you for your fantastic service. I'm currently looking for undervalued new shares, which is quite difficult right now. Uh, I'm a dividend investor. And I'd like to have your opinion on New Residential Invest Corp, NRC. I think this is an um, set. I think this is um, a REIT uh, with a good dividend. And I would say this is undervalued. Please uh, let me have your view. Thank you for that. Bye-bye.
1: Unfortunately, you might think it's undervalued, but it's not. This is a NRZ, New Residential Investment. And the reason why it's not is how it makes money. It's a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, investing in residential real estate mortgage-related investors, investments. Mortgage-related. Not the actual property, but mortgage-related. Mortgage meaning the loans. So it's investing in loans. Mortgage-backed loans. Okay, that's why it pays an 8.2% dividend. But most likely, your, your earnings are going to be volatile, and so will sales. For instance... Last quarter, the sales were up 18%. The quarter before that, they were up 236%. The quarter before that, they were down 35%. See, so it's really erratic. When you have that kind of erratic sales and the earnings are also erratic like that, you have the company deserves a much lower PE range. And this range is two to nine, and it's a $9.70 stock, going to make a $1.67 next year. So that tells you what? The P.E. is right about in the middle of the range. Okay, maybe a little higher than the middle. During equity, is only 10%, so that's not that great. So you have to look at, okay, well, how is it going to make money in the future? Not now, not in the past, in the future. Well, it's going to be mortgage-backed investments. Do you think mortgages are going to get cheaper or more expensive? If they got cheaper, that bodes well for this kind of company. If they get more expensive... It's going to be tougher for them to make money. Mind you, they've always made money, but they've been in a very good environment to do so. Do you have to worry about in- increasing interest rates, mortgage rates, because that's their bread and butter—is buying and selling mortgages—and they can't, you can't do that as easily with mortgages rates going up than if they were going down. You're listening to Invest Talk, everybody. I appreciate the calls. Okay, um, when people take the time to leave an Invest Talk podcast review on iTunes, and they leave a question, we like to get to them as fast as we can. So Jeremy left a question. It's about Rio, R-I-O, R-I-O is I think it's Rio Tinto. Yes, Rio Tinto. About two weeks ago, I started a position in Rio, and it's been tanking ever since. And I've been constantly buying the dip because I believe. With it trading below its five-year PE at range at 6.7, it is very undervalued, especially with its current 8.6% dividend yield. What's your thoughts? Should I continue buying? What? Okay, let's take a look. Rio Tinto, a UK-based company with global interest in mining metals and industrial minerals, and I do like it. Uh, they're going they're to make next year, $11.28 per share. They made this year. This year, they're going to make $15.20, $15.21. $15.21. Um, the dividend is 9.4%. Uh, the talk is $72. Think about that. That means PE is what? Six, seven? And that's and that's what he said. And the five-year range is five to 11. Return equity is high at 28%. Cash flow was very positive at nine dollars sixty-seven cents a share. Um, mutual funds are slowly been buying it over the last year. Sales in recent quarter up seventy-one percent. Before that, seventy-one percent. Before that, thirteen percent. Up. Uh, so I, I like it because it has a very good value. Mind you, it's gone up too. I mean, the stock a couple three years ago was in the you know high twenties. Now here it is at seventy-three. So it's had a pretty good run. So I think the I think all it is is back and filling right now, and if it can hold the seventy dollar area, I think that's I think that's very important for it to do that. If it breaks it, I'm worried that something else is going on. That the economy, world economy, is not strong. And why is it falling now? COVID, the new Delta variant, with a fear that uh, it might slow economies down. But I don't have that fear. I don't think that's going to happen. The next one was uh, from uh, uh, Chef Chris. I wanted to get your take on BHP. BHP, everybody. So, so you know, is BHP Group, Australian company, engaged in mining, and metallurgical, and energy, coal, iron ore, oil, gas, and magnesium. Okay, so of course, the same pattern. The same fear as far as the stock falling, right? Same pattern, same fear. Um, it also had great sales growth. It's, it pays a great dividend. Same kind of same kind of answer. It's a $63 stock, gonna make six dollars and twenty-seven cents. That means next year the PE is gonna be about ten, and the range, five-year range, eight to forty-one. Twenty-three return percent on return equity. Same, same issues, everybody. same issues. So same answer. It's Friday. Coming up soon, I will share highlights from the KPP newsletter, premium newsletter. But now we will take a break. We have to, i required to, and I have to. Sorry about that. And my phone line is open, 888
3: 99 Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, Why? Stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com, HackerOne.com.
0: When you tell your friends and family members about the free InvestTalk podcast downloads, let them know they can choose an episode that covers their topic of interest. For example, browse by episode title for potential questions and answers on 401ks, cryptocurrency, treasury yields, real estate investing, commentary on growth stocks, listener stock picks, and more. Download free anytime at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or investtalk.com.
1: 888-99-SHORT, 888 Let's talk to uh, Jacob in the Bay Area. Hi, Jacob. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for the call. Thanks for taking it.
0: Uh, I got a
2: question about Pan American Silver.
1: Uh-huh. Um, I do own a few different
0: precious metal companies. This is my Silver Play. Um, I bought it about a year ago. The prospects were a little bit better then, but... Uh, they've
2: been
1: hit pretty hard with COVID. Um, so I'm just wondering what you think of it. It's near a 52-week low. Uh, I just want to get your opinion on it. Okay. I kind of like it. Uh, Pan American Silver Corp, P-A-A-S is simple. symbol. Canadian company engaged in exploration and development of silver and other minerals in Mexico. They're going to make $1.25 a share this year and $2.28 next year. Okay, so it's a $23 stock, going to make $2.20, so it's 11 PE. Uh, five-year range is 13 to 274. So it's bo- it's trading at below its low of the range. That I like. Return equity is a little weak at 9%. Pays a 1.7% dividend, which is not a lot. Sales growth in the most recent quarter was up 53%. Before that, it was pretty sporadic, you know, kind of up and down, up and down. The same theme for the other previous stocks that were not precious metals. They were just mining companies. Same theme. What is – why aren't these value stocks working right now? What? What's going on? And it's this COVID, the Delta variant, I think. That's the main culprit here. I think when this is passed, I think we're going to return to – Value stocks taking the lead over growth. Now, they for the first half of the year, value stocks did beat growth, and then started in around July, uh, first of July, St- growth stocks started to take back the lead, and that's what we're seeing going on. I think that you know, I think inflation is here for going to be here for a while. I think that uh, the Fed's going to be raising the rates, uh, but I hope for, they first will. Slow down their bond buying. I think that silver and gold precious metals will be a good hedge if that happens or whenever it happens. I don't know. I just think as part of your portfolio, I think you should have it as not only a possibility of uh, price appreciation but also a hedge against you know uh, uh, interest rates rising. I, I, I kind of like it. Thanks for the call, Jacob. I appreciate it. Let's talk to uh, Amika. Hi, Amika. How you doing?
2: Hey, Steve. I'm doing well. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thanks for the call.
2: And thank you so much to you and Justin and the team for everything you all have been doing for us. Thank you.
1: I appreciate that.
2: I do have a question, not a particular like any stock question. The question I do have is, what do you think of the economy? Uh, Do you think like with the Fed starting to taper, and also with the interest rate going up, what do you think the economy overall? Do you see more bullish action, or are we going to be more bearish with the time you know in the time we are living right now?
1: Okay, I think we're looking at about a six percent growth in the, in the economy this year, GDP growth, and I also see growth next year of about four percent. I don't see us see us going into recession this year or next. And I don't think the Fed is going to raise the rates until next year or maybe late next year or even the year after. They will taper. And I think their first steps, and I know Justin does too, will be to slowly slow down their bond buying, which will tighten ever so slightly the liquidity in the market. But there's so much liquidity that 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 liquidity is going to last for at least this year and into next. So I think our economy is fine uh, for that period of time. I think when this COVID variant is fully in, notice that the market hasn't really collapsed. It's 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 hitting hot new highs. It's poking its head above highs. And even though this COVID variant is spreading, investors are not worried about it. And don't argue with the investors. Investors are smart with their money overall. So I'm thinking, I think we're fine. We're going to have a correction, but I think it's a correction that you want to be a buyer of, not sell and get out and panic out of the market. That's what I think. Good call good, call and good question, Demika. I appreciate that. The KPP Premium Newsletter was distributed uh, to subscribers today. The market conditions section as the top section, the first section of the newsletter, uh, the market remains in bullish phase. Though there seems to have been some hesitation over the last couple few weeks, there were a number of economic reports out this week, but no statistics, statisticals, but no statistical sets were strong enough to push stocks higher, and a couple were definitely weak. Early in the week, retail sales for July were reported. They declined 1.1%, whereas they were up 7%, 7 tenths of 1% the month before. Home Builders Index for August fell to 75 from 80 the month before. Weekly jobless claims fell, though, 348,000 from 377. That's good. Okay, this is an indication that the economy is still in the process of returning to normal levels. The danger of the stock market is more likely to come from either inflation and or overheated economy, where the Fed steps in to start tapering their easy money policy. Taking money out of the system, no matter how gently it's done, will not please investors. So that's what our first section was about. Okay. A portfolio management section. I talked about implementing a proper diversified portfolio, how to do that. What does that mean? Uh, What are some of the things that you have to know? What is diversification and what asset classes? So I talked about that, and, of course, I talked about it in greater detail to try to give you some idea of how you should manage your portfolio. You know, everybody is interested about buying good stocks at great prices and have them go up. But there's more to it than, than that in managing a portfolio of stocks. You want a good balance. You want to hedge against collapse. And Sometimes you want the hedge to be larger and sometimes smaller. When you want to rebalance, sometimes you produce cash and maybe don't reinvest it right away. Sometimes you want to reinvest it immediately. It all depends. You know? So that's what portfolio management entails. A lot more than just buying good companies. It's more than that. Okay, Uh, stock ideas, I gave a couple, as I do every week. World's largest operating and fully integrated resort company, casinos, hotel, entertainment. World's largest one, big in uh, Macau and uh, Singapore, and even has properties in Las Vegas, but I noticed that they're selling their Vegas properties. So these, this, that stock, this stock this is pretty down pretty hard. So I'm thinking, hmm, is this an opportunity? Maybe not just yet, but I think it's a good choice to put on your watch list. So um, I also talked about the uh, housing market is remains pretty strong, but it certainly is at, at a peak. The annual price growth is reaching record highs. This is a consumer watch, everybody. But maybe there's a way to invest that for the long term that you might want to take advantage of, even though the housing market peaked. This is another one that you might want to put on your watch list, you know, those types of stocks. But this was a consumer watch. And a little bit different this week because it's not really consumer focus. It's more investment focus. But we'll get back to consumer focus next week. Uh, there is a lot of valuable information in the KPP Premium Newsletter. And each week, it, it's pretty easy. You know, we it, we'd give it to you each week, every Friday. It comes out every Friday. And it's easy to subscribe if you want to. You can do it directly with them at investtalk.com, investtalk.com. And after subscribing, you'll receive this report, the full newsletter, every Friday. And you don't have to, you know, you don't have to keep it for a year. If you don't like it, you can cancel anytime you want. Okay, appreciate, the, appreciate your participation. I notice that we've been uh, putting more and more newsletters on. I do appreciate that. Let's go to Joseph and Pico Rivera. Joseph. Hi, Steve. How are you? Thanks for taking my call. Thank you for calling.
0: I was wondering if you could take a look at the stock, SID, Sam, Internet, David. It's lost 40% in value the last three months, and even the shorts are not showing any interest in it. Is
1: it a good buy at, at, uh, at the price it is now? Or? Oh, okay. Well, let's take a look. SID, Campania Surgery Surger Great ADS. Okay, it's a Brazilian company. Brazilian producer of galvanized hot and cold rolled and 10 mil steel products. Okay, so it's in that commodity section. And everybody, you know, as we've talked almost all, all day so far about commodity type stock they all been taken in the shorts. They had a great run for up to about June, July. And then since then, they've been falling off. So the question is, is this a fall off to be a buy or is it really going to tank? And this one is right around strong support, right around the 200-day moving average, right around $7 a share, which is a lot of a lot of report, between 6 uh, 80 and seven dollars. Lots of strong support in that area. Uh, so it's at six dollars and eighty four cents now. So broke a little bit below that support. It needs to hold here. Uh, now then we're gonna make two dollars and ninety five cents a share. Remember, it's a six dollars and eighty four cents a shock. But next year the sales, the earnings are gonna go down to a dollar ninety seven. So that, of course, is the issue. You know, uh, it looks like sales are going to tail off. Pays a 5.1% dividend, and it will be able to continue to pay that. That shouldn't be a problem. Sales in recent quarters: 172%, 108%, and 16 percent and then 8%. So it's been going strong, but I think people are fearful that it's peaked. Okay, the stock was a dollar something. You know, um, and it's low, COVID low, and then it got up to $9 or so, and now it's at six eighty four. Is it a buying opportunity? I think it might be. I'd be a little bit patient here because it's so, it's a value stock, deep value stock at this point. So I, I would be a buyer. I just want to see some strength come into it before I pick it up. A few days of strength. Or a week or two trading sideways, I'd be okay with that. But I, I I do like the company, SID. Okay, appreciate that call. Okay, um, what are the other countries' ten-year yields? Well, you know, ours is at our ten-year yield. U.S. U.S. Treasury bill at bond ten-year is paying one point two seven percent percent. Uh, one point two percent, one point two seven percent per year 1.2 percent how about Germany negative 0.48 so almost a negative half a percent you have to pay them to buy the German bond how about France negative 0.13 Japan positive 0.012 percent so very little plus Spain Positive, 0.21%. Netherlands, negative, 0.35%. So, wouldn't you want to be a buyer of a 10-year treasury in the U.S.? Pays far more than any other country. Far more. That distortion is extremely odd. It's not normal. When will it return to normalcy? I have no idea. But that's why there's a there's, there's demand for our bonds worldwide, okay? Okay, let's go to another iTunes uh, uh, question. Uh, Don, uh, I'm looking to build a long-term dividend-focused portfolio. Are there any red flags besides companies that don't make money and inconsistent dividend payouts? Yeah, one of the things you want to look at is the payout ratio. So they have to have earnings. And they shouldn't be paying out more than about 60% or so of the earnings in the form of a dividend. If they're paying more than that, then that may affect negatively the company's growth prospects going forward or its ability to stay in business going forward. So you need to look at the payout ratio and see how sustainable. There's a book out there called Dividend Achievers. Dividend Achievers. comes out every couple of years and it lists all the companies that have paid great dividends and gives you a history of them. Which ones are always increasing their dividend? What the rates are? Oh, it's a very good. You're going to be a dividend buyer, a div- and that's your focus of your portfolio. You need to get that book. Don't not get it. Get it. Yeah, it's expensive. So what? You're talking about your money, people. Okay, why do I, th- well, you know, I've been thinking that we're due for a correction. We should get one. Usually, September, October, the market bottoms somewhere from a correction. Maybe we won't, but I'm talking about historically it's kind of happens. What are the causes? What would be a cause? How about the Delta variant, which so far hasn't done anything? How about raising, rising inflation? How about a chaos in Afghanistan? Maybe that could happen. Or... Maybe the upcoming earnings for the upcoming quarter are not going to be very good in comparison to a year ago. Those are some of the some of the reasons I think we could see a. And of course it could be a black black swan event, something out of left field we don't know. This is Invest.com Steve Peasley. I'm waiting and willing for your questions. You can get them in now, live, 99 chart.
0: This is Invest Talk for serious investors. It's all about achieving financial freedom. That's why the unbiased guidance offered by Steve and Justin is so valuable. The Invest Talk anytime listener lines are open now, and Steve and Justin welcome your questions. Call eight 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 ninety nine chart.
2: Hi, Steve and Justin. Good evening. This is Sid from Toronto, Canada. I'd like to discuss uh, one of the ticker symbols. C-P-N-G Coupang. It's a Korean-based company. I find uh, quite promising numbers, particularly the institutions count and overall long-term perspective. They have a good quarterly revenue growth. I want to look for a long-term opportunities and just want to look for your opinion. Can you please advise? I'll listen to your answer in the next podcast. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye-bye.
1: Okay, it's Coupon Inc. It's a uh, South Korean company, uh, Korean online retail platform, offers apparel, footwear, books, body care, and home decor products. Of course, it looks like it's trying to be the Amazon of Korea, South Korea. They don't make money, have never made money, is not going to make money. They're going to lose $0.35 next year. Sales are fairly strong, 70% plus in the last two years per quarter are higher, okay? But the recent quarter is 71%, before that 74%, before that 100% growth. It's a $4.4 billion in sales per quarter. So 16 $17, 18000000000 in sales. It's a $54 billion company that does not make money. So it's taken the path of Amazon, and that's, of course, what everybody thinks. The stock has fallen, done nothing but fallen since its IPO. So I mean, it got up to close to seventy dollars on its IPO day, but it ended that day at around fifty, what, fifty five dollars or so, fifty three dollars per share, and today it's at thirty one. It was it fell from the IPO all the way down to thirty. Then it went back to forty two, got up to forty six even. In, in july and then it's fallen ever since then so this is one of those you're rolling a dice taking high risk i wouldn't be a buyer because it doesn't make money and i don't like to buy stocks that don't make money management owns 26 percent of the company so they're pretty focused to make it work but i'd have to do a lot more digging into the numbers to see what's going on but it's not for me just not cpng Copang, Inc. out of South Korea. Okay, eight 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 ninety nine chart 4278 So, who do you think is bigger in sales, Walmart or Amazon? You know, Amazon has been growing every year, year after year after year. Well, for the last year, as of June, so June two thousand twenty to June two thousand twenty one. Amazon has $610 billion in sales, $610 billion. Now, Bezos has been playing down, especially in front of Congress, uh, that Amazon is not nearly as strong in the market as everybody thinks it is. Well, he's, being, he's lying. That's, that's a lie, okay? Because Amazon does dominate that space. And it's even bigger than Walmart. Walmart is 566 billion for the same time year time frame. So he's lying. Bezos is lying. Amazon is very big, very dominant, and probably too dominant in the internet sales retail sales space. Okay, is buying his competitors. It doesn't, you know, so. I'm not saying that it's not been uh, something that's been very good because without them, you know, people would be paying more money because there's lots of competition still with Amazon and and Walmart now that they have a pretty good size uh, presence, but the brick and mortar stores are definitely have a disadvantage because they have a lot higher overhead. So. But don't, don't believe anything Bezos says about them not being dominant in their space. They are the only real player. I mean, there's others, but they're all small, they're very small compared to Amazon. But... I'm Steve Peasley. And this completes another Invest Talk program and another week of Invest Talk. Justin and I thank you for listening to the show, and we do appreciate it. And we also found a thank you for mentioning it to your friends and family. Appreciate that, too. You can get the get Best Talk podcast anytime on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, BestTalks.com, whenever you want. It's All free, free for everybody. And you can browse those podcasts by topic. Okay, um, you know whatever you want: Chinese stocks, health savings accounts, treasury yields, any any topic. Independent thinking, shared success. This is the Best Talk. Enjoy your weekend, everybody.